Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700 here until 3 o'clock with you this afternoon. We got Wolfgang stopping by, talking with him about a myriad of different things. Wolfgang, what's going on in your world? Not too much, just having fun. It's getting hot, it's getting, we're uh, planning for a graduation, so uh, trying to make the house look beautiful, power wash and everything, you mm-hmm. know, you know how that works. It's uh, a little stressful, but hey, we'll get it done. No, I hear you, I hear you, absolutely, going through the same thing, looking to paint the house, in fact, this summer, that's what uh, we're working on, moving away from the poop brown and hopefully uh, something a little bit better <laughs> from when we moved in five years ago, still haven't painted the thing, and finally, I, the wife's putting the foot down. We got to get that done this. Summer. What is it? Five G? Is it five G? Six G? Something like that? Or what do you think? So to paint the house? Yeah. Uh, I got a guy. I got a guy that'll do it. A you little, got a guy. Know. Look at you. I, I do. I got, got a guy. guy. I got a guy. You got to have right. a guy, right? Yeah, you got a guy. You have to have a guy for everything, mechanics included. Because yes. I got a little background in that. Oh, you need do? a good mechanic. Yeah, I'll help you out on there. He doesn't oh. do everything, but I trust him, and he comes with me with a figure, and it's always like, really. Because they were saying this, and they were saying that, and, you know, no, he's honest, so, yeah. That's I'll, uh, I'll get you his name. He doesn't do everything, but he can help you out. That's always a good thing, yeah. you got to have a dude, because I am not mechanically inclined. I, I'm, <laughs> I am terrible at those things, and it annoys my wife. My wife's more handy than I am, and most guys won't admit that if that's the case. I will. I don't care. I'm not handy at all. I screw things up when I try to do them. And then my wife takes over and actually finishes the job. Well, no, you have an excuse, Trent, because you can't do anything down. My dad is, but it's, everything's so computerized now, you can't do anything, almost anything yourself anyway. So there's your out, brother. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll lay on that one, no doubt about it. Well, Wolfgang, there's a, a ton going on in the world of sports. So locally, we're going to start. And Friday, the news dump comes down from the University of Iowa, Germany Smith. No longer with the Iowa football program. Certainly a guy that showed a lot of promise in his career. Uh, you know, saw him, had that big game his freshman year against Illinois, had over 100 yards in that one. Really was never seen again then his freshman year outside of uh, just about you know, losing the game against Wisconsin. You remember that play two years ago against Wisconsin? He's running up the sideline. CJB chucks a pass at him, and he doesn't either. He ran the wrong route or didn't yeah. know didn't know the read, whatever it was. About tipped it over to Wisconsin. They might not have won that game if he uh, would have tipped it over to the Badger player. No, and I do remember that. This stinks because obviously our our hardest problem here is is probably getting receivers and getting guys that can actually get open, make plays, make big plays, make explosive plays. Um, I'm not sure he was an explosive play guy, but he's been in the program now a little bit, and we we kind of liked him. I don't know how much we liked him, but when Kirk said. Um, I can't remember. It was one of the Des Moines Register guys that he gave the quote to, and it was something to the effect of, you know, you know, we kind of exp- – I've kicked – not I kicked – I have kicked guys off the team before, but I have, you know, put them in timeout for a while, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot more um, from those guys than what I saw from Germanic Smith. And if he didn't know that, if he's been there that long, and he didn't know that if Kirk is keeping you out of spring practice – and he didn't know he had to hit the books. He didn't know he had to go to study hall, study room, whatever, every single day to prove to those guys. If he didn't know that, then he's not good for this team because everybody knows that. Everybody knows that this is not this is a Big Ten school, not just a football school, not just a basketball school, a wrestling school, whatever. They they like academics, and he promises when he goes in and recruits, Kirk does, that he's going to not promises, but he's going to do everything he can to get you, you know, a diploma. 
And if the kid is not putting the time in there, it's not going to work. And it surprises me. I hope the coaching, I hope the coaching staff had a, a hardcore talk with them, whether they did or not. I assume he knew the parameters of what would keep him in the program and what wouldn't. Right. Yeah. And, and it very well could have been a case where, Maybe he dug himself too deep of a hole. He wasn't able to pull out of it. I mean, it's all speculation at this point. What we do know, he's not going to be there. You got Vandenberg coming off the foot injuries, two foot injuries, one sustained during the season during a practice, and then the other one after he was working his way back. So you still have the concerns about that. And then it's Nick Easley, a walk-on from Iowa Western. It is another walk-on for the only guy outside of Vandenberg that even has a catch out of the wide receivers is Ronald Nash, another walk-on. You got those guys, and then the freshman coming in. And we know, Wolfgang, you said you're a big Max Cooper fan. That's that's who you're uh, putting your kind of stock in right now. Brandon Smith, the big kid from Mississippi, 6'3", 198. He's been getting plenty of pub. Uh, Henry Marques, a kid from Illinois, big-bodied, 6'3", receiver that'll come in. And then they got a couple of athletes that I think they're going to try over there. Amir Smith-Marset, the New Jersey kid. Uh, was committed for a day to Minnesota and then decided to flip back. And then Trey Creamer, another uh, guy that was looking closely yeah. at the Gophers from down in Georgia. So you know, those are the options right now. Boy, you got to hope that that at least a couple of these kids, you out of that group of five I just mentioned, you got to hope that, what, at least two of these guys can step oh, up and, and do something this year? Yeah, the Mississippi Smith kid absolutely has to. I think we all see what we see, and he's, there was another article on him, I think from HawkeyeNation.com, and they they were uh, they had quotes from him, and he's working out every single day, literally lifting every single day. He's out with coaches. He's uh, got a uh, program from one of the Iowa former players that, in terms of how your footwork should, you know, and getting off the line and all mm-hmm. this stuff that um, that receivers need to know. So he's trying to get a step up. He knows the playing time is there. How cool is that? A true freshman coming in knowing it's there. Yeah. He's going after it hardcore, and that's what you should do because he'll find out something. College ain't high school, and high school ain't college. So he needs to find that out. I know. I don't know if you're making fun of me on the Cooper thing. No, I no, know no, I'm no, going no. out. I, I'm, I know I'm going out on a little bit of a limb there. I understand that. We've joked about how his coach compared him to Tim Dwight. Right, We've right. joked about that. But I, I kind of like to do. Yeah. I'm serious. I, I kind of do. He's... He... You know, you look at him, and he's not a burner. You know, he, he has 40 time, and you look at some events that he went to, he's not blazing out there. He never was the fastest guy, but he's got football speed to him. He's He's got speed that he can outrun guys all over the place. I, I was impressed by that. I'm with you. You know what? He's, he's very much in the similar mold of Matt Vandenberg coming out. Small school guy, one from South Dakota, the other from Wisconsin. You're, you're wondering how it's going to translate here. Cooper was committed to, uh, what, Central Michigan is where he was committed before he flipped to mm-hmm. to Iowa. You know, they're, they're not the wow guy. They're not Brandon Smith. That, that's the wow guy when you look at him and you watch the tape. But he has a he lo- does have the look of a guy that could come in and get some snaps early. One guy I didn't mention, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I had heard, so last year, you remember during August, when we were hearing all this talk, Devontae Young. Devontae Young's going to come in. Yeah. He, yep. And, well, he played a little bit last year. Didn't even have a catch. And then I heard this spring, drops were a little bit of a concern there. I, that's another guy that they need. Boy, you got to have that head screwed on straight, and they're going to need a lot out of him. They need to find weapons. They need to find some guys out there that can either stretch that defense out. We know they're going to be able to run the football. We understand that. 
with Akram Wadley, with the other backs back there, with Torin Young, with Tokes Akron Abade, with those guys in the offensive line in front of them, they're going to run, but they need some semblance. You can't just be relying on your tight ends to do everything in the passing game. You couple that with a new system, a new offensive coordinator, a new passing scheme, and a new quarterback. That's why this is scary, Wolfgang. It's not just the wide receiver position. If it was just that, it'd be okay. If there was a quarterback with experience, if everybody knew the system, you can get by on that. I was gotten by on that at the wide receiver position, but there's a lot of factors here that kind of all stack up against each other. Absolutely. You talk about the young kid. Um, yeah, if, if he's dropping balls, I mean, Kirk, they can't handle that. They can't. Our offense can't uh, sustain dropped balls, mm-hmm. and that's why you see Kirk get so just his head up as, you know what, when when guys fumble the ball, it seems to me, and I'll be honest with you, you know I'm a Kirk Ferentz groupie, but he he plays favorites on that. If if a certain player fumbles, it's okay. If another person person does, it's not whatever. I don't know if it's it's probably practice and what he sees in practice. So well, that guy's fumbling in practice. He just fumbled in a game. Well, this guy doesn't fumble in practice. Well, he just fumbled in a game. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I get that. I totally understand that. But our offense can't sustain dropped balls and they can't sustain fumbles. It, they just can't. We're not a an explosive offense, and probably never will be. Um, there's a potential there, obviously, with a new offensive coordinator and Ken O'Keefe coming in from the NFL to throw some more stuff out there. We're not going to see it this year. We're just not. But next year, maybe, maybe, we'll see. You brought up football speed with Cooper. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that, because when they're, his coach mentioned that he's gotten faster. Okay. Um, which is cool. I love that. I can't remember what what, he, what they said his 40 time was now, but that he's gotten faster. And you would hope that he would, and, and guys will always get better with, with more lifting weights and all that training they do. But football speed versus, you know, running in your bicycle shorts and uh, shirtless without a helmet, pads, and shoes. And it, it's just I've never understood that. I don't care if you're a track athlete. I would love it once. Has there ever been? an NFL program that comes in and says, run your 40 in your gear. <laughs> they should. It's a great point. It is a great point. Why not, point. Yes, yes. I, I, I am with you there. I, it would be, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, you, you put it that way. And when they go through the combine, why aren't they doing these things in a uniform? That's when you're going to do things. And, 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 and all those passing drills. Yeah. All those passing drills, right? You see where they go left. They catch the ball from the left and right, and they're running left, right, left, right. They don't have helmets on. Right. They don't have arm. They don't have shoulder pads. They restrict you know, a little bit, not a lot, but I mean, they were, you know, the jersey restricts you a little bit because you want it tight, not being, you know, flapping in the wind so that they can catch you from behind or whatever. It's it's just beyond me that in the analytics age, these guys are so in the dinosaur age. It's unbelievable. But I'm not a coach, so I can't say. <laughs> No, it's a very good point, Wolfgang. I, I like that one. I like that one. So uh, we got a long off season of football, plenty to talk about. I brought this up the other day. I, I want to get your uh, your thought on this. We know the schedule for Iowa this year is incredibly difficult. It, it, it just is. It's yeah. Let me pull that sucker up here real quick and see if I agree with you. I'm on Iowa State's actually first. I think am I? Yeah. Shoot, let me find Iowa. So game one There's against Iowa. Okay, let's do it. So game one against Wyoming. Josh Allen, you, you've probably heard the pub after mm-hmm. the draft. People are already talking about this guy as a first-round pick, a top-ten pick, all the, these kind of things. He loses his uh, running back who left early for the NFL, his top two receivers. But the other thing is, 
they're probably still going to be able to score points uh, with the if a quarterback like Allen is what people are saying. They're probably going to put points on the board. They were awful defensively a year ago, really, really bad. So, will Iowa be in a spot week one where they can go out and they can win a game thirty-one twenty-eight? They can win a game 30-27. If they have to put 38 on board, even against a terrible defensive team, and that's what Wyoming at least was a year ago, will Iowa be in a spot offensively that they can do that week one? That's why Wyoming should at least be a little bit concerning. Yeah. No, and I get you. I have not seen this quarterback play. I'm going to pull up some clips maybe for uh, for uh, Friday or whatever. But, um no, I'm interested to see what they love about him. Is it his accuracy? Does he have just a cannon, which all of them fall in love with, which you don't need a cannon, which I've talked about before? Um, is it his mobility? I've never seen him. Have you seen him? Is he legit? Or I mean, how many people have seen Wyoming football? I'm asking you if you've watched Wyoming football, Trent. I apologize. No, I ha- I have watched Wyoming football. I watched. Of course you have, Trent. Of course you have. I was up way too late watching them. Uh, they played UNLV. It was like 69-66. It was something <laughs> acid eye like that. I watched it. They played Nebraska early this year, so I watched that game uh, last year. I should say I watched that a little bit. Um, they beat Boise a year ago. I remember watching a little yeah. bit of that game. So I saw him. Mean, he's impressive. He, he is. And he really improved. He threw a bunch of picks in the game against Nebraska. A couple of them weren't his fault, but he is. He's he's a big, solid kid, Josh Allen. 6'5", can move around back there. He's got the strong arm. He, he has all the pieces that you would hope for. Now, where is his you know, receiver going to be at that point in game one? That's going to be another question mark here. I, I just wonder... Are they going to be able to put up the points necessary to win that game? If well, well, how do you beat Iowa, Trent? You stay patient and just take what we give you, right? Yeah, yeah. So is he, uh, you know, is he patient? Will he do that, or is because he's an NFL guy? Will he not just want to throw the, that underneath bleep? Because you do that. That's how you beat Iowa. You throw mm-hmm. the underneath bleep and just stay patient. And you have to have a long drive. Uh, you know, he won't. Maybe he won't like that. Maybe he, you know, I'm the number one draft pick. I got to show some people something sure, and sure. do stuff he shouldn't have to do. Mm-hmm. No, I, so, I mean, we'll point. see that. I, yeah. I don't know. I look forward to looking up clips on him to see if he's legit. I, I feel like I've seen him once, but, but I don't remember him. But he is, by all accounts, the number one quarterback coming out. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no not number one. No. We, got the UC, you got, we got the USC guy. We got the UCLA guy. Is he yep. three? Uh, maybe, yeah. That, I've maybe seen a couple people, but, yeah. It's, it's Sam Darnold is first. Uh, Josh Rosen, some people still like him, even after the disastrous year at UCLA last year. Uh, but he's up there. He's being talked about. All right, so we get okay. past Wyoming at Iowa State. We all know a 50-50 game, toss-up kind of game there. North yeah. Texas, there's your win. All right, so we got one for sure. Let's 100% win. Yeah, 100% win. You get into the Big Ten slate. Now, we know the teams that they play, everybody in the West this year, Illinois, Northwestern, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, Nebraska. You play them every year. You couple that with your crossover games. Your crossovers this year are Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. You couldn't come up with a much more difficult draw than that outside of substituting Michigan for Michigan State. But those are your three crossovers this year. You get two of them at home, Penn State and Ohio State. But those are two preseason top seven, eight teams nationally coming into Kinnick. And Michigan State's not going to be as bad as they were a year ago. They just can't. I, I don't believe that they're going to be the train wreck, and that game's on the road. Your other road games in the Big Ten, you're at Northwestern, you're at Wisconsin, you're at Nebraska. Those three are the three teams that are being talked about the most 
to win the Big Ten West. If you don't pick Wisconsin, you're picking Nebraska. If you don't pick either of them, then you're picking the Wildcats or Northwestern. Those three games are on the road. This this all leads to this question. This is how I posed to Wolfgang, and I'm going to leave it for you right now. Is it more likely, should we be talking about more, is Iowa going to be bowl eligible or really competing for a Big Ten championship? What is more realistic with the question marks that they have and the schedule they have, bowl eligibility or really competing for that Big Ten Big Ten West? Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at it, and I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's uh, I need to get on the couch right now, and you can you can be my uh, my man to talk me off the roof. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Looking at this schedule, I'm assuming a win over Wyoming, mm-hmm. Iowa State again is what 55, 45. You know what? I don't even know the last ten. 12 years, Iowa. I mean, it's close. It's 50, it 50, whatever. Yep. It's an in-state rivalry. And nobody understands that, which is what's such a joke for Iowa fans that when we beat them, when Iowa beats Iowa State, they get nothing. No credit from the national media. They get no credit. You were supposed to do it. But Iowa State, you know, they bring it. They bring it for Iowa. Um, got North Texas. That's a win. No, what you say here, man, is totally, totally fair. And I'm going to think about that some more. And I can't wait till these magazines come out. I don't know what you do, but that's like that's like sports porn to me. I sit mm-hmm. in bed at night under the covers with the light. <laughs> it's, I love it, man. I freaking love it. I can't wait till those suckers come out so I can see what starters are back, what starters aren't back. Um, figure out who who uh, failed grades, like the guy in Iowa, Germanic Smith. Um, so I don't. I honestly don't know. Looking at it. Yeah, you brought me down. If that was your goal, you you completely brought me down at Nebraska, at Wisconsin, at Northwestern, at Michigan State. I mean, at Iowa State. Yes. Yes. Oh my, boy. I I will never go under with Iowa. I always go because I'm a positive Hawkeye fan. That's not true. I will never. Sometimes I I I, I will actually tell you my true opinion. I'm going to tell you my true opinion on. When the magazines come out, and I can look at a little bit more of what everybody's coming back because right now I just I just couldn't tell you Northwestern. We always have problems, not always, not always, but usually we've had problems with Northwestern in the past. Mm-hmm. So I mean, some people might say, um, "Yeah, that's a win." Well, not necessarily. Um, we're going to lose to Ohio State. We never beat Ohio State. Iowa never beats Ohio State. Wisconsin's got the program humming for a long time, and they have had it for going for a long time at Wisconsin. Vegas probably, obviously. So let's go Vegas here. So I'm, I'm just going to run down this 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, and 3-1, 3-2, 4-2 at Northwestern. Who's going to be favored? Northwestern. 4-3. and three. I'm going to go 5-3, and 5-4, 5-5, 6-5 five and five. at Nebraska. Who's the favorite? Nebraska. 5-6. and six. Holy bleep. 6-6. Six and six. Six and six. Six and okay, six. Okay, six, six and six. So if we go by Vegas odds, by Vegas odds, we're going six and six from what we think right now, right? Yeah, and that's what I came up with. When I W'd and L'd it, I came up with the six and six, and I came up with six and six that included a win at Michigan State. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Well, that's fair. You, I mean, I was just going Vegas there. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but so that's I haven't, where like, we totally... are. I, that's this team. I don't know if they're going to be favored at Iowa State. That's the other thing. I, I think. Oh uh, yes. Oh oh. How, 
I would bet my life on it. That line is going to be within a field goal. And that leads It to- might be, but you know what they do there in Vegas. They never give Iowa State credit. That's they have true. no... You know what I'm saying. Yes, because you they know, know I was... The public will be all over Iowa. They know that, and they shade it that way, and we've seen that now for seemingly two decades that's going to happen. Here's the thing. So the over-unders came out, or Ken Miller told us that when CG Technology releases their over-unders for the year, they will have Iowa at seven, win total for the year. You either bet over or under. So if you're like me and think they're going to win six games, you bet the under. If you're like Wolfgang, you always bet over yeah, so over. that's why they're doing that, right? Is that why they're doing that? Because they know Hawkeye fans will. Is that right? Don't no. you explain, please. No, no, no. The, I, why I, are they going seven instead of six and a half? Like six. Why are they doing that? What their numbers came up with. It's what their numbers came up with. But huh. um, Iowa State, who the last few years has been at three and a half, that's been their win total in Vegas, they're at five and a half. Five and a half, which. Completely shocked me when I first heard it. Yeah, not because shocked I, me. I don't think Iowa State's going to be good because I think they are going to be much improved this year. But because I didn't think the Vegas was going to bump that number up from three and a half to five and a half, and I'm sure nationally people are going to look at that one and say, "Oh, there's easy money. Iowa State's not getting to a bowl game. They're not winning six games. I'm going to take the under." They know something out there. They know that Iowa State is going to be a bowl eligible team this year. I agree with them. Iowa State's winning six this year. Okay, so before you saw the over-under, this is what I need to ask you. Okay, and I appreciate you you understanding people know more than you and Vegas knows more than anybody and blah, 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 and why would they do that? I understand that. Where were you before you saw, you saw it was 5.5 over-under on Iowa State's football season next year? Where were you? Oh, I, I still thought they were going to win six games this year. Before, you did? Yes, yes. I told you last last fall, Wolfgang, when they were not looking good, I bought up all the Matt Campbell stock that people were selling after they started 0-2. I bought it all. I got a lot on that guy. He is my boy. So, yes, I, I have uh, I bought into Matt Campbell. They're getting to a bowl game this year. Even before that number, I believe it's happened. Well, then we have to do this for Iowa State fans. I, I consider this fun. I know it's kind of been a joke with you and Marty and Miller doing the W&L and stuff, but I find it fun, especially what are we going to do this time of season. I'm sitting there looking at the schedule. I don't see six wings six wins at all and if you want me to go there like we did with Iowa's schedule if you look at it there's only three wins that I look at let me see if I'm right here one two three I think there's only three wins that they're going to be favored in three games excuse me three games that Iowa State's going to be favored in yeah that Iowa State will be favored in three games am I am I wrong Northern Iowa yep Akron yep and Kansas Mm -hmm. tell me who else they will be favored in it if you think they're going to win it, I respect that. I understand sure. that. I respect your knowledge. But I'm I'm going by Vegas right now. If I'm going by the dudes that know their belief, mm-hmm. who, who are they going to be other than those three? And they've had problems with Northern Iowa over the years. They have. What's that been? You tell me. The last 10 years or the last how many years they've played, they've had big-time problems. I don't know what the win-loss record is, you know. But, I mean, it's 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 been a good rivalry. Why they're playing Northern Iowa, and you'll hate this, I have no idea. No, I, okay? I agree with you. Why are they playing Northern Iowa? I There's agree. nothing to be gained, Iowa State fans. Mm-hmm. Jamie Pollard, there is nothing to be gained from Iowa State playing UNI, Northern Iowa. Nothing. Get to bowl games. Get your fans excited. Get your new coach wins. Stop playing Northern Iowa. Absolutely. And I'm talking to the Northern Iowa man, and are you uh, – if no, you're an Iowa State fan, do you disagree with anything I said? You're exactly right. 
You're exactly right. This, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to schedule a game like this, then schedule Savannah State. Schedule a win. Don't <laughs> schedule a game that you can lose. It, it makes perfect sense. And I said the same thing when Iowa signed up to play North Dakota State. We saw what happened a year ago. Stop scheduling them. If you're Iowa State, stop scheduling you and I until your program either has a point where it doesn't matter or you and I takes a step back and it doesn't matter for them. Yes, and, and, and Kirk does not do well with with teams that know him. Brett Bielema, the North Dakota State coach, grew up in Iowa City and is a Hawkeye fan. Um, Dan McCarney, okay, he doesn't do well with that. Guys that know him, he, am I wrong there? Is that Am I saying something stupid there? No. I, he doesn't I, do well with the Bielema's, the McCarney's, the North Dakota State's, the teams that really, really, really know them. Even, we can even throw Northwestern out there. They hate Iowa. Freaking hate them. And they know Iowa better than any probably Big Ten team. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, they want to be Iowa, dude. They've said that. They want to be Iowa. What is Brett Bielema's record against Iowa? Do you know? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's quite as good as maybe you're remembering. All right. So I'm, yeah. I, I could be exaggerating that, yeah, but yeah. anyway, there, just, there's no excuse for Iowa to lose to anyone. Anyway, I'm going to shut up there. You, you just remember uh, the 2011 game when they came into Kinnick and, and stole the, uh, or 2010 game when they came in and stole oh, the luster oh. of the Hawkeyes. That's what you're remembering. Oh, Recency Jiminy. bias gets you each and every time. So Iowa State, three games. You know what? They they might be favored at Texas Tech if the wheels fall you off. I think so because the, yeah. the coach or the, the awesome quarterback is gone. But would they be fit? You say maybe, but it's at Texas it Tech, is, though, Grant. They also beat them 66-10 last year. Oh, Iowa great State point. Did. And uh, Texas Tech is turning into Iowa City South. So they got what do you mean? Nick Shimonic, the quarterback, who will be the starter this year. Came in yeah. last year a couple times for Pat Mahomes. They got Derek Willies, the internet legend, <laughs> Derek Willies. And now Derek yeah. Mitchell announced after he graduated Saturday from Iowa He's going to be a fifth-year grad transfer, and he's going down to Texas Tech. They've got three Hawkeyes down there. Jeez. Well, I ain't rooting for them. Go clones, baby. <laughs> yeah, I ain't rooting for them. Jeez. Golly. I thought Mitchell was a pretty good player, especially out of the backfield. Blocked well, don't you think? I'm right there with you, and on top of that, you know what? Uh, he might have fumbled once in practice. He might have fumbled once. Well, I, I always liked what he was. Remember, he began his career as a wide receiver. Wouldn't that be nice to have that guy around, maybe running oh, some routes, yes. a guy that knows things? Uh, yes, yeah. it would. Yes, it would. He had good hands from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what they – again, I don't know what they see in practice. I understand Kurt's philosophy. You better bring it in practice because that's how you get game time. But there's also guys in games. That are studs, and yeah. for some reason, Gamers. for whatever reason, I don't know why, they amp it up, and it's just like in basketball, they just start diving for loose balls and just getting crazy on defense when they didn't in practice, or in football when they they're more conscious of the ball, conscious of the ball because it's real and it's not just practice and somebody's coming up from behind to you know a coach comes up from you behind. Well, coach, you're not a player. You're trying to strip me. I know there's nobody back. Anyway, it's just, I, I don't get it. I want the best players in the games. Okay? Congratulations. I love you that you played a great practice. Good job out of you. They don't televise those. I don't hear about them. I can't see them. Give me the guys in the games that are the best. 
that's what you want. We'll take a break here. Back with more Wolfgang. We got lots more topics we want to hit here as we're here until 3 o'clock. Jimmy B and TC. Wolfgang, for the final hour of the show today, we're back here in a moment. Back once again, Jimmy B and TC. We got Wolfgang in here with us. Take you up until the top of the hour. Uh, Wolfgang, we were talking during the break there a little bit about uh, your boy C.J. Beathard, and we know your love affair with C.J.B. It's been uh, it's been talked about a whole lot throughout the last couple of years, but the injuries and they were these were real injuries that he sustained in 2015. Have we seen anything about 2016? Because even though he had the moxie, he had the you know the grit to pull his way through those injuries during the 2015 season, he looked like a different guy last year, and a lot of people think. Maybe injuries were a part of that. Well, there is an article, and we were talking about that, Trent. And, yes, he is my boyfriend. CJB is my boyfriend. And I loved him back in the undefeated season. I didn't know I could love him anymore. There is an article. Trent, can you tell him where to go? Do you know where that is? Yeah, it's in the Sacramento Bee. Okay, the Sacramento Bee. Check this out, man. It's a good article, so there's no local spin on this. It's it's kind of what what uh, the – the San Francisco coaches were saying and some people that they talked to, but he had a torn adductor. Am I saying that right? Correct. The muscle that is, I think, attached to your um, hip. He had a torn adductor in in our undefeated season and a sports hernia. Is that guy a pimp or what? I can't love this guy any more than I've ever. I'm going to go back and watch the entire 2015 season right now. That guy is tough, and he was bad last year. You could tell there was still something wrong with him. If he gets healthy, and I said, as CJB's boyfriend, I said, nope, you know what? He's not looking good. He's, he's just not looking good this year. Um, but he didn't have the wide receivers, blah, blah, blah. And we already went over that, which we actually, I need to write that down. We need to say that every single time because that is not out there, Trent. What John Miller pointed out in terms of, I think he quoted, was it PFF? pro football focus in terms of how many times he was pressured. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a joke. And we wonder why he had happy feet. Are we Okay, why did he have happy feet? Because he's sick of getting nailed and sacked, being hurt, and getting more injuries. Why does he have happy feet or not seeing stuff downfield? Because there's nobody open, Trent. There's nobody open. So I'm, I'm starting to like this guy even more than I thought I did. How about you? <laughs> I, I I just continue to wonder if that clock that was off last year, if you can get that back. Why wouldn't it be, Trent? Oh, that's a good point. That's you know, a good point. Can you get that back? The good internal point. clock when you start to get the happy feet, when you you hear those sounds in the pocket, if that's something that you can come back from. I don't know. I, I don't know, and I don't know if anybody really knows if that's but before that's Trent, he But before Trent, he knew he could run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now he knows he can't, he has no movement, he can't, in the, in the article it talks about how he couldn't go left or right or blah, blah, blah because of the abductor muscle on your hip or whatever the heck it's called. I'm not a doctor and don't pretend to be one. But um, but that was during 2015. Things... I'm, yeah, I'm... 2015. Right. Yeah, you're I'm, right. I'm talking about last year. Last year he was a different quarterback. He was a different guy. And that's what I come back to. The 2015 C.J. Beathard, yeah. I'd put money down that that guy's going to figure it out and he's going to be able to play in the league. 2016 C.J. Beathard, I don't know. I don't know. And it comes back to what I said. Inside the pocket, he was seeing ghosts. He was ducking in the pocket. There wouldn't be pressure there. He was going down. 
And I don't know but if that's he, but again, that Trent, we just discussed. From. We just discussed that, Trent. He was was it the second most pressured quarterback yes, in the nation? Yes, yes, yes. I know that. I know that's that. why. I mean, why, I mean, I don't understand why you don't understand that. I do understand that. I, I just, I, you said it multiple times. I understand what you're saying. You're not listening to me, though. What I am okay, trying. I'll to, listen. Okay. Can you get that back when your internal clock is messed up? And it was messed up last year. I think we can all see that. Yeah. Go back and watch the Wisconsin game. There were times there wasn't pressure there. He wasn't able to move around in the pocket very well. Is that because of injury or is it because the clock is screwed up? And if the clock is screwed up, I don't know if he can come back for it. Go back. Or, r- remember David Carr? Number one pick overall. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. And he got yeah. hit a ton early in his career. I think he was sacked over 70 times his first two seasons, and he was never able to regain it. Was it because his clock was screwed up? I think so. I think that's a part of it, and that's what I wonder with with CJB. Okay, and it's interesting. It's, I totally respect that opinion. Or, or is he seeing nothing downfield and sees that nothing is going to be able to happen, and then he starts looking to see who's coming after him to kill him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, but, but, Isn't that normal? Yeah, and, and what, I, what it comes back to is we don't know. We don't know if that's something you can get back. We don't know if it was just your wide receivers were awful, and it's, it's as simple as that. The passing scheme for what they had and what they could do, it was awful. It, it very well could be that as well, and Beathard's going to be fine, and he's going to thrive in the league, and, and he turns into a starter or a career backup and makes a ton of money doing that, and he throws 15 passes a year and makes a couple million dollars. So let's hope that's the case for him, that he can turn into be a pro that sticks around for a long time. That's just the question that I continue to ask myself is he will he be able to regain it? We'll see, and we'll probably yep. see early uh, during the preseason. And I'll tell you what, I'll be watching a lot more 49er preseason games than I ever expected. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We should have a watch party. Let's have a watch party for a San Francisco 49ers preseason game. But I totally get what you're saying. It's smart. But I just, at some point, it's 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000. There ain't nobody open. They ain't getting open. So I'm looking at who's going to come and kill me. Right. Well, that's, that's my backing of cjp if it's stupid i get it but that that's my backing all right uh you're a big nba guy you love your lebron james you like watching the league even during the regular season i don't know how you can do that but uh to each his own greg popovich yesterday comes out and completely goes after jaja peculia for his stepping in on Kawhi Mm -hmm. leonard going underneath his feet Dangerous, unsportsmanlike, all these things. Pop, does he have a good point? It's very interesting because I've, you know, played basketball for a long time. You have. I hadn't even heard about this, this type of play until about five years ago when I think it was Bruce Bowen. Might not have been Bruce Bowen that played for the Spurs. It might have been somebody else, but that did it to Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant brought it up in the press conference. I had never heard of it before. Like coming up and closing on somebody, getting on, getting under them, and hoping that they, after they shoot their jump shot, come down on your foot and sprain their ankle. I've never heard of that, okay, until about five years ago with Kobe. And now they're bringing this up, and more and more people are hearing about this. It is cheap shot. It is bull creep, bull crap. I don't know if that guy meant to do it. He, if he meant to do that, I mean, that was an incredible acting job because I. He, he closed out. I don't know. I'll be interested in your opinion on that, but I, I don't think he did it on purpose, but we can't have that. 
and that's got to be a foul because that has just ruined this series that was going to be phenomenal. I've been saying all year the Spurs, why are they overlooking them? I mean, they have the second-best record in the league, and they sit their players for how many games, Trent? I mean, it's, it was going to be a fun series. They just ruined a series by hurting Kawhi Leonard with that ja-ja or whatever the heck he did. Had you heard about this before, Trent, before five years ago when Kobe brought it up in a press conference? Uh, sure, because I did it myself back in the 90s when I was playing hoops. You are Bruce Bowen, and that's what I want to <laughs> say. Yes. Popovich says there, there could be any other coach in America, basketball, that could say that. Mm-hmm. You, Popovich, can't say that. You had Bruce Bowen on your team for how many years, and he was the one that did it all the time and has had admitted that he did it all the time. If it's that bad, Mr. Popovich, kick him off your team. <laughs> Tell him to quit doing it because he did it all the time. He was a yes. sucker. He was a cheap shot artist. And this Popovich, what a jerk. How'd you like to interview him, man? I'd hate to have your uh, – are you kidding me? It'd be fun. God, everybody's, everybody's a wuss. Ask him a question, look him in the eye, and then after he says his answer, tell him he's stupid. He acts like everybody else is stupid. No, he's played, made plenty of mistakes, and I saw him in the in the Miami Heat. Um, coaches make mistakes, too. All those freaking reporters are just wusses. It's embarrassing. It is. And it's easy for me to say this out here in Waukee. No, no. But I, I'd probably get pissed and i get fired within five seconds. I, I, that's not cool, man. It's A lot of his questions, sometimes they are stupid. Sometimes they're a smart question that he looks at you like you're the dumbest human being on earth. All right? Just answer it. Just answer the question. If it's, a you know, just a sentence or two, that's fine. Quit being a jerk. God, man, I can't stand that, man. So you're saying you're not a Popovich fan, huh? No, I can't stand it. You know what I hear about him? Off the court, he's phenomenal and a great human yes, being. Yes. But you know what? If I didn't interview him and he looked at me like that and asked, you know, I'd really think about my question so that he could not go anywhere with it. You know what I mean? Eh, even with he good questions, not. though, he does that, too. Yes, he does. That's my problem. So what are we doing here? So I understand why some of the media and maybe even if you went there, you'd be scared to ask him a question. I would, man. I'd want to go viral. I'd, I'd ask maybe the stupidest question on the history of the Earth on, <laughs> Earth on planet. I'd probably ask him, Dave, Dave, Dave. I, don't know. I don't know. I just can't stand the guy. I, he's, I think he's a bully. I'm not a fan of those people. So who's going to win? Who's going to win uh, the Eastern Con- We We know that Golden State's winning that series against the Spurs now. That That is uh, all but over one game in. You give the Celtics any shot to uh, get it done, home court advantage against the Cavs, or we just get into what we've been all waiting for, and that is Cavs-Warriors 3. Oh, I hope we see that, because, again, it is our generation's Lakers-Celtics. It will be. It's unbelievable. Um, do I think the Celtics have a chance to win the series? I mean, yeah, they have a chance, but no. Not much of a chance. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I think that the Cavs are slowly starting to get better at defense. We'll see what happens. If they continue to get better, their offense is absolutely beautiful to watch. I don't know if you've seen this. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a little bit, but putting shooters around LeBron is the best, most gorgeous defense I've ever or offense I've ever seen in my life. Just put shooters around him because he will throw a baseball style to the left, no look. Throw a baseball style to the rep, to the the other side, his left hand, just sick. And three point shooters all over the place. But are those three point shooters defenders? Can they do that? Can Kyle Korver play defense? You know what? He's a better team defender than I've ever given him credit. 
And that's what Peter Jock, maybe we can talk about this Friday, Peter Jock needs to look at tape on guys that has his shooting ability, but his athletic ability. Corver's one of those guys. He doesn't have lateral quickness. He's not a freak, you know, athletically. But guess what? Watch his eyeballs. Watch his head on a swivel. Watch what he's looking for. I'm guessing he watch, watches more tape than any human being alive, and I think I even heard uh, LeBron say that. The guy's a freak, and I'm guessing he's going to be a coach. Because if LeBron says that about you, because LeBron does a ton of ton of homework, everybody just assumes it's his athletic talent. No, but Corver, the Iowa kid, look for him to be a stud coach in the future. Corver getting it done. Wolfgang, we are out of time. You have a good week. We'll talk to you again on Friday, and, uh, well, you know, we'll have plenty to talk about again there as well. Absolutely. Thanks, Trent. See you, man. Yep, that's Wolfgang checking in. Follow him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye is where you can find him. He talks not just Hawkeyes, clones, and, you know, he loves his NBA. That will do it for the show today. Don't worry, everybody. We'll be back at it tomorrow at noon. Jimmy B back joining the fray after a fun hour talking with Wolfgang. You can join us there. If you miss any portion of the program, you can always find it over on our podcast page over at 1700kbgg.com. Go back, find what you may have missed. We talked with Zubin Mahente earlier today. Uh, we also talked a, a little Cyclones with the ever-changing basketball roster with Iowa State with Alex Halstead. A lot there. Uh, talked about that. And we took a look north up in Minnesota, talked some Twins, Gophers, Vikings, all kinds of good stuff to our neighbors to the north with uh, John Shipley today. You can find those and everything else over at 1700kbgg.com. Go to the podcast page and any portion of the show. You can also find us on iTunes and uh, find the program that way. That will do it for the show. We will be back here tomorrow at noon. Enjoy the baseball tonight. Enjoy the hoops. Maybe we'll get another good one. No Kawhi Leonard. Not good if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow at noon.